It's six minutes now before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk. It's our wrap of the top business stories on this Tuesday. And joining me to do this is Makwe Masilela from Makwe Fund Managers. Makwe, let's start off there in Zimbabwe, where uh, there's an expectation, I guess, from the uh, Treasury in that country and uh, uh, all and sundry, if I can venture to say this, uh, that, uh, you know, cannabis is not only going to be their biggest cash crop, but uh, might signal a massive investment into an economy that needs, I guess, all of the cash that it can muster. Definitely, you know, it's not only them as well. We know that most people have been with Canada, that side making good money. They come here, we know that our government did acknowledge that that's another kind of revenue that will help our economy. But yes, that will be good for them. And for them, I think it's a natural process. Remember, the guys are already their ticket export, agricultural export, and it tends to be tobacco. So surely, I think the ground should be better fertile, you know or the environment allowing them to be able to, 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 to get more of this kind of, especially for medical use. So, yeah, people, we hear them debating whether are they overestimating, you know, this amount of 1.25, whatever it is, billions. For me, it's neither here or there's the amount. What we should be appreciating is that there's an extra source of revenue which was not there, and that should help the economy go forward. Whether people mm. are criticizing that hey, you are just being too optimistic, it's all okay. But the question here, that extra dollar was not there before. And yes, they sure, are. The sure. guys are moving faster than we are the call here because now they'll at least get that extra money coming out of that. And yes, mm. we hope while they're also doing that, they make sure that it becomes very easy for people to take their money out of that country because usually it becomes a problem. If they invested in that country, because we know that people are holding licenses, they have international players, and they might be sent off if they start struggling to take out their money. So, yeah, I think it's good for them going forward, and maybe they come here, it will help us to try also to catch up and also make sure that we start getting that kind of money, which was not there. And I think that is the kind of thing that people are looking at, that, hey, what extra, what extra things can you do? to try to mm. help the economy instead of well, continuing to short the very same thing which was yeah. to get other avenues. Mark, well, what's the regional dynamic here? I mean, we've seen Lesotho, South Africa, Zimbabwe, uh, probably Eswatini as well, also uh, going the same route, trying to uh, decriminalize the sector, regulate it, and uh, have some licensing framework in place. Uh, you know, when, when you see optimistic, uh, I guess, forecasts like this, and uh, as you said, every dollar matters, every rand matters. But when you see optimistic forecasts like this and you think about how in the entire region you might end up having, uh, you know, the crop decriminalized and, and, and open for trading across all of these different areas, how, how, big, how big an opportunity then does it become? And uh, have we seen anything, I guess, uh, by way of uh, a regionally coordinated response uh, to how we make sure we, we gather all of the benefits from this? You know, it's very big and it's a game changer, just like when we see people come the likes of gas, you know, that if you kept the whole value chain, it will even be more bigger. Instead of just exporting things as they are, we make sure that we get the oil, we get everything they come here, then we just export the final product. Then the whole value chain, not just looking at the leaves, you know, drying them up and then sending them away. They are creating this decent religion, which is decent because it has been proven that there's demand out there with three multinational investors coming into Africa. They're the first ones who started putting in their money, taking the risk, because they understand how big the market is, whereas Europe or U.S., but it's something that has been 
embrace that definitely this is one of the things that definitely has the necessary benefit when it comes to medicine. So the question here is we don't have to make the mistake that we've done when it comes to our minerals, you know, that we export mm. them as raw as they are, then people benefit that other side and then come back into our country. Any value, yeah. You know, let's learn from what is done with our minerals and capture the whole value chain. Then definitely it's going to be a game changer. Yes, it might be very difficult to quantify it because now you might be talking X amount as price, but the more producers you have, it goes to the question of supply and demand. So the more supply you have, then definitely it will take your prices down. And I guess it happens in all the industries. If you are the first one to get in, you will be able to become a price setter. But with time, you get competitors, then you have to take your price down. But at least you'll have realized your initial investment much earlier compared to the guys who will join later. But yes, the straight answer to your question is, is just as big as, or it's a serious game changer as you've seen with the likes of discovery of the. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly one we're going to be following quite closely here because uh, we certainly have seen some investments mark, mark way in the market. Uh, if I think about nutritional holdings and a few others uh, who have uh, sort of made massive plays into this particular space in anticipation of uh, what it could potentially herald for them and some of their shareholders. Let's shift our attention now to New Zealand, Mark, where, where uh, yeah, the four-day work week. Now, Unilever trialing a four-day working week here. They think it's going to contribute to uh, worker productivity and wellness. Uh, and uh, I was saying, I guess, as I was thinking about this, uh, that uh, it's probably one of the historic demands even of the labor movement, uh, this idea of uh, the shortening of the work week. Uh, and it seems now that uh, I guess uh, many of uh, the large multinationals like Unilever starting to think about how uh, you get output rather than maybe time or bums on seats, if I can put it that way. I think, you know, we won't give it to them. You know, the guys uh, hope the pilot will be successful. They managed to think out of the box, and it goes back to what we've been saying about productivity. I mean, I go to work for nine hours, but really, did I give the production that amounts to nine hours? Chances are half of us don't do that, you know. So, But if you get the guys to sweat the real time that they're there, then definitely they're right. They don't have to be working those five days or six days, whatever it was. Because if you really think about it, I, we are talking about a 40-hour week, you know, but chances are people have probably given you half of that or even, you know, because we know people that just push the envelope, you know, just people are just there for the sake of being there. And it's not only in the private sector when it comes to the manufacturing or used to be that even the likes of government, you know, but we know that really, did you really give us like, eight hours that they paid for? Chances are no. And it goes back to what we usually say, that when we talk about stimulating the economy, it's not about the government putting in money or judging regulation or making sure that the rate is not there or getting private investors to put more money into the economy. It's about also me and you who are still likely to have jobs. To make sure mm. that we are very productive, we become very efficient, then definitely that will help. And we hope if they get it right, I think some of the Unilever guys the community should be smiling because definitely they will apply it across the board. And yeah, this is a multinational, and here they are. They've also partnered with the university as well to help them to do a proper study and see the real outcomes of this pilot project. But these are the things that I think people have to start looking at. And it helps you that, you know, when times are tough, that's when people start thinking out of the box. Because this is something that people have start, should have started looking at. We know people instead 
they try to make the work environment more conducive, having the flexi hour, stuff like that. But this one, I think it will be a game changer if they get it right. And we all have to be honest with ourselves. Most of the guys that go to work for five days, but the output thereof, is it really five days? Chances are maybe mm. three days yeah. or ten and a half days. So I think it also makes us to start thinking and others will continue with maybe five-day uh, five day week, but make sure that the model that they use to make sure that you become productive and measure your productivity, mm. then we can still employ that, you know, and get the guys to work still five days, but we get more out of that five days to compare to what we're getting now. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And, uh, yeah, it's certainly an interesting one, Mark, where that uh, we're going to be uh, watching quite closely because I, I think what it also does, uh, you know, for what people used to often call work-life balance, uh, is that it does free up a lot more time for people to sure. to dedicate to leisure. Um, and I think, that, you know, where we find ourselves now, where, where people... But I think we need, to qualify, we need to qualify hmm. responsible leisure. Ah, man, Makwe. Makwe. Oh, we, we trust people okay, to, to be responsible. Okay. You know, we, we okay, trust Metro FM talk listeners to... to uh, and be very responsible in their leisure activities. But I think also this idea, I mean, certainly at this time of the year, uh, where people are feeling guilty about taking rest. And, uh, and I think the message, uh, Mark, surely should be rest, Bafuetu. Uh, you know, uh, no. uh, take the time out and uh, do so responsibly. No, by all means. Mm-hmm. Then, Mark, uh, public sector wage bill. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly have found how this drama has unfolded very interesting. So... It seems now that uh, the government, through the state attorney, uh, approaching the Labour Court and saying, please postpone this matter until February. We are confident that we'll be able to find uh, each other here in the Public Sector uh, Coordinating Bargaining Council. Uh, And this is according, I guess, uh, to the DPSA, uh, the negotiating department for the government. And, of course, uh, uh, the negotiators on the part of Labour saying, "Uh uh-uh, we were supposed to meet tomorrow in court. Uh, What are your expectations here of how this is going to unfold? You know, I have to be honest, this is unnecessary drama. And maybe someone should <laughs> explain to us, you know, this whole budgeting process. What I'm trying to get to is I will know February, the guys were not happy when they were just informed the day before the budget that this is what's going to happen to your salaries. And I'm saying, aren't you supposed to be taking all the stakeholders and say, this is what we are thinking and these are the amounts, quantify them, then you monetize them before you can even come to that budget. I mean, for the government itself to come to that decision that they need to free salaries, for them to go out and announce that, listen, we're not going to be able to pay you that amount. Were they not supposed to have a serious consultation with their partners? Remember, these are their very same partners. You know, they're in government together, you know, they're in politics together. And it worries us when I'm saying it's an unnecessary drama. We know that the investors, the rating agencies of this work, they are looking at government cutting their spending, and government, they are hoping that they can only do that by targeting their public wage bill. And everybody's complaining that it's too high. But now that being a very same issue, so you're not supposed maybe to approach in a different manner, take the guys to your corner, talk to it, show them, come with those alternatives that they're talking about now, that they told the labor court that they're hopeful that they will find each other. They should have done that a long, long time before. Mm. Because some of I mean, it doesn't make sense, Makwe, when, when Labour says, yeah, you, you say you have a deal that uh, you're confident will take, but you haven't shown us this deal. Exactly. You know? It's, it's mean... just so wrong. It's just, just, just so wrong. And hey, these are not strangers. You know, sometimes you understand when it comes to the private sector because 
there people see themselves as us and them, you know, that we are working for shareholders, we just want to make profits for shareholders at our expense as workers. But this one, it only comes to a public service. It's not supposed to be that kind of attitude that we see in the private sector, that is us and them. The guys should be taking each other into confidence and come with a solution that they have to take the union leaders to go and sell to their members. I mean, just imagine if the 1.3 or so million hot workers have to go on strike already. Our economy is struggling already in mm. lockdown. Mm. Really, people are not working. We don't need that. But we are not saying the guys don't, are not entitled to that amount. At the same time, we are not saying that the government doesn't have to look at ways to cut spending. Yes, one can complain that we are trying to be a classic economy here, you know, saying something else. But on the other hand, the point is, you know, that I'm following comes to the, the other multiple hand. hands, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but the truth here is, these are not strangers. These are people who are governing together. These are the people of some of the unions that are even ministered today. They could have addressed this in a more decent way because I'm telling you, all eyes are on that, whether it's our investors, local investors, our international, even rating agencies. And yes, you can have an issue with rating agencies, but unfortunately, there's a chunk of investors who've been listening to the very same agencies that some of us might not be happy with, but the reality is their opinion still counts and is affecting investment in the country. It's just so mm. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Mark, I, th- I think that there's a lot of issues here. One is, and, and we had a chance yesterday to speak to the ILO, um, and uh, that that's the sort of one, I guess, stick that Kosatu uh, uh, and uh, the other labor federations have sort of bandied and wielded about, saying, you know, we're going to take you to the ILO, you're a signatory to the ILO, and in this instance, you're not respecting collective bargaining. Sure. And then you have the ratings agencies who are, of course, really vested and interested in a particular type of outcome uh, from uh, some of the wage cuts here, and, uh, and in particular, the public sector wage bill reductions uh, that we set to see. How do you see this particular matter coming to a head and being resolved? You know, I, I, I don't think it's going to end nice. It's just so unfortunate. Because the guys at the same time, they say, don't tell us about that you don't have money. Because the unions will quote to them how much money you guys have wasted. And it's not our fault, it's the unions. Here you are, you promise not to give the likes of FAA money. But you did find a way, you know, to get that 10.5 billion. And two, three weeks down the line, one of you guys contradicted this whole thing. So it becomes just so amazing because the union guys are adamant that you can find a way to make sure that you get the money. And apparently the government said they have to go maybe and borrow plus minus 78 billion to be able to make it that. And people will keep on saying that how much money have you borrowed to continue to put into those state-owned enterprises, which even today they're still not performing, which today we don't even think they'll get out of the mess that you are put I mean, we are in. So it's a very delicate one. Yes, something has to, to, to give. A compromise has to be reached. But guys, it doesn't have to be at expense of one party or the other. The guys mm. have to get some sanity to prevail. And you know what's worrisome when, when it comes to the public workers, uh, 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 the public servants, is that, you know, when it suits us in government, we look into their pension funds to bail mm. out the very same mm. government that, hey, here you are. I mean, look at that 90 billion that apparently they decided to keep quiet the debt that the PIC has, you know, uh, that they gave to, 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 to ESCOM, that, hey, mm. please convert this. Please convert this into equity. The minute you do that, it means that money is gone because ESCOM is not going to make profits for them to be able to pay you 
as dividends because as an mm-hmm. equity holder, you expect to get your money sure, by getting sure. dividends. So all and, no, and, no, and no account to, to some of the owners of the capital who are you know, ordinary <laughs> workers, nurses, teachers, police people, you know? And I'm subject to correction, you know, the very same public service, apparently they cannot even go themselves to apply for loans or funding to the PIC, you know, something of that nature. But mm. guys, this is just not right. We have to make sure that let's strike a balance. It doesn't have to be a winner and a loser or a winner takes all. Let's get to something that will at least not make us happy, but at least satisfy all the two parties. And guys, they know each other. Mm. I don't know why are they putting this into the public. And here you've got the people with vested interests. You just said the president even trying to get more investment into the country. What are people saying when they see this kind of thing? That people will ask that who is this Kosaki? No, Kosaki is a mm. government, is a, is a union which is in alliance with the very same ruling party. But sure, now why are they, sure. you know, sometimes you will even envy the likes of the, the, the Chinese model where they've got what they call central planning. I'm not saying it's something that we have to adopt, but it helps you to have the right debate at the mm. right time, at the right corner. Sure. It doesn't sure. just go out there in the public in a negative way. Makwa, Arisi Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. As always, a pleasure.